from 10,000 followers to 75,000 followers in just four months. It's what my friend, my dear friend, Chelsea Hange has done over the past four months. And I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. Chelsea is a dear friend of mine. She's actually been my health and life coach since 2019. I've had the privilege of working on some of her content. She's worked with me. She's been my coach for years. The whole reason I asked Chelsea to come on is because of her rapid growth. She, of course, had a lot of videos go viral and had a lot of trolls come out. And one of the biggest things you all ask me about or or tell me you're concerned about is just that, is like the trolls and the fear of visibility and what are people going to say and all of that, which is completely valid fear. So because Chelsea is trained in a special subconscious modality called Orpheus, I it's something I have done several times. I've had like crazy miraculous. I don't like to use the word miraculous, but like literally like I've had crazy results using these Orpheus tracks. I've actually stopped going to traditional therapy and just work with Chelsea now one-on-one because like the changes I've seen have been like just so much faster. So really the whole reason I had her on is to come on to talk about the subconscious um, work that you can do to, you know, help you not have such a like visceral response when you have the trolls. But it ended up being such an awesome conversation because she was like right in the midst of this really rapid growth and rapid growth of like targeted actual, you know, the right followers too. And it's actually led to more sales in her program, which is the whole reason we do this, right? Like it's not just rapid growth for rapid growth's sake. So anyway, she was in the midst of that when we were doing our recording. So the whole first half of the episode, we were just talking about what she did, uh, the shift that she made. And it was such a minor shift y'all. And you're going to freaking love it. It like totally fits the ethos of this podcast, this minor shift she made that made her kind of blow up in just a few months. And then we talk about the actual subconscious work and things that you can do to not only prepare your nervous system for rapid growth, but things you can do once the trolls actually come out. And I cannot wait to hear what you think. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by my Marketing Roadmap, which is a five-episode private audio training that's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that, yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. If you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. My name is Dr. Nick Belden. I'm a functional medicine practitioner and chiropractor living in the beautiful, sunny Phoenix, Arizona. And I listen to the Holistic Marketing Simplified podcast, and you should too. Chelsea Haynes, my BFF. I'm so excited you're on the show. 
Chelsea has been my health and life coach since what, 2019 or 20? Yeah. I think 2019, 2018, 2019. We were connected through a mutual friend and then we just hit it off. And it's shocking that we've never met in real life because we literally talk weird all day, every day. Yes. (laughs) And we talk about everything. So I'm so happy you're here. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. I'm so proud of this podcast and I am a true fan and honestly grateful to be on the giving end of it. (laughs) I owe a lot of it to you. I think everyone needs a business coach and everyone needs a life coach and health coach. Like I, well, Chelsea, you're kind of like the two in one, but we also (laughs) bounce business ideas off each other as well. So I feel like, I don't know. So I already did your intro, but tell us a little bit about you, Chels. Yes. Because you have a very interesting story. Yeah. There's a lot of different avenues for this story, but I think, you know, the, the main thread through it all is just experiencing very traumatic and random hardships, but trusting myself through it all at different stages in my life. You know, so there's there's a big uh, a big piece of what I do now is rooted back to childhood abandonment. My father left. My mom had to file bankruptcy. We lost our home, literally like the guys in black suits knocking on the door kind of situation. We moved. And of course, you know, the way that my mom and my brother and I all dealt with that really confusing time. I actually found a journal recently and I wrote that. Oh, so yeah. to think like what we've been through in the last few years, these unknown confusing times, it mm-hmm. was exactly what it was like when I was just pre-pubescent, 12 years old. So um, a lot of what I do now is reflection, a reflection of me digesting and processing those formative years of my life. And, you know, fast forward, I think the stress of those years eventually turned into an autoimmune disease. So that Mm -hmm. kind of fast forwarded me into eventually exploring gut health, which was, which came after college. So all through high school, all through college, I was experiencing psoriasis. It was just getting worse and worse. I was using steroid creams and I was just getting very frustrated with the allopathic symptom management model. And of course, Molly knows deeply, we always love to say, bless that medicine around here. And I still, uh, you know, foundationally use medicine in all of, you know, what I do personally and for my clients. And there was, you know, this deeper piece of me that was kind of tugging at my intuition to dig deeper. You know, there's got to be something else going on here. I inherently just don't believe, again, the the Western model of autoimmune disease that your immune system is attacking itself. I, I just don't believe that. I truly mm-hmm. believe that there's something else going on in the body that's causing the immune system to go awry. And there's a reason for it. And for me, that path looked like gut health. And then of course, the huge secondary, and I would almost even say the missing piece for many of my healing journey years was the subconscious and mindset work, which is eventually what led me to becoming a health and life coach, because that mindset work is so, so, so important. And here we are now the founder of the gut health agency, where we put it all together with a pretty bow on top. (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. So just, so as a primer, we're going to talk about one thing, Chelsea's Instagram has recently just like blown up. So we're going to talk about just like, technically just some things she's done. But then we're also going to talk about the main reason I wanted to have Chelsea on is because so many people have this block around visibility and showing Mm -hmm. up and fear of being on camera and, or fear of the trolls. And so we're going to dive into that and we're going to dive into like the subconscious um, side of that, which is really exciting. But Chelsea, one thing you glazed over on your story is that you 
the yacht stuff. You have to just tell oh. that part real quick. Like that's oh, yeah. the most interesting. <laughs> like Chelsea's taught Beyonce yoga on a super yacht. Like this is true. <laughs> so actually, this is really cool because I think you know that there you're right. There was a big pillar to my self development, and that was in 2015. I got divorced. And yeah, I was married young. It was kind of a shotgun kind of wedding. We fell deeply in love and we got married and, you know, it lasted for six years. And I I say we separated with as much love as we got married with. And, you know, ultimately when you get married young, you grow apart and we wanted different things, but that separation didn't make it any easier. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of my personal eat, pray, love moment. Um, Six months after we had separated, I had moved into a house with a girlfriend. So I was living with a roommate again for the first time um, in many, many years after having been married. And I was driving to the yoga studio. I was teaching yoga full-time at at this time. So, you know, the the process of self-development had been unraveling and unfolding for many years just through my process of yoga and self-reflection, svadhyaya is what we call it. And um, becoming a yoga teacher was really transformative. And I think the first step in becoming a teacher or a leader or a guide for other people and learning how to become confident in that role. But driving to the yoga studio, and I think this this is important to the story because it comes back to really trusting your gut and trusting your intuition. I had this really profound clairaudient moment. And if you've ever heard of the term clairvoyant, clairaudient is is an audible sensation, uh, you know, almost like a voice yeah, from outside. Yeah. There's, there's never a few heard different- that. Yeah, clairvoyant, I, I believe, is is visions. So you have yeah, like these yeah. visions. Clairaudient um is is sound and and like this really mm. profound audible. For me, it was like a command from God. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It was a very clear, specific, you have to move on to a boat. And that was that was the direction that was given to <laughs> and me. You're like, what? I, I was like, oh, well, okay, <laughs> what the hell do I do with that? There's also clairsentient, which is like a deep feeling and sensation. Ah. So there's a bunch of like different ways that we can communicate with our intuition and, and that which is greater than us through different senses that we have. But for me, I, there's been a few pivotal moments in life that I'm I'm very specifically and directly guided by a voice to tell me to do something. Now, whether it's my own voice or my intuition or God or the Holy Spirit or the universe or whatever you want to call it, it's something else telling me what to do and me just surrendering and listening. And and that, again, is kind of relevant to the Instagram blowing up recently. But I pulled over. It was so such a profound message. And I called my only friend who I thought might be able to help me. And she had just retired from being a yacht stew. And I thought, well, I've been told I have to move on to a boat. And you're the only <laughs> person who I know who has ever lived on a boat. And she she basically was like, well, I've had this conversation about 30 times and no one's ever followed through. And I said, Amanda, I will be the first person to follow through. And sure enough, um, about three months later, I had sold all my belongings. I had found someone to cover all, you know, my full-time yoga teaching gig. I had, I had to find a new home for my kitty, which was the most devastating part of the whole thing. You know, I found someone to sublet my apartment that I had just signed a lease on and I packed my entire life into two suitcases and I moved onto a super yacht to teach yoga to the top 1% entrepreneurs in the world. And that include teaching Bay and Jay family yoga with Blue, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Um, but that, you know, that, that was just, you know, I think, I think the thread of being in that environment and being amongst the wealthiest people in the world, truly the moment we got into the yoga mat, it was very clear that we just all want the same thing. And that's to mm-hmm. be safe, to be loved and to be accepted. And if we are not feeling one of those things, then we will 
sabotage and we will do things that go against our own morals in order to seek those needs of being safe, loved and accepted. And it doesn't matter where you land on the socioeconomic uh, scale, we still need those three things. And that also ties into kind of um, later on in the conversation when we get to doing the work to feel those things inside, knowing that uh, perceived threat and real threat process the same in the body. And uh, of mm-hmm. course you can imagine, I'm sure for Beyonce, she's probably had to do a lot of this kind of coaching and work because <laughs> feedback from the general public yeah. is, is heavy. Ooh, so, I just got yeah. chills too. When you're talking about that, when you get on the mat, we're all the same. We all have the same needs. That's crazy. Yeah. So let's dive into like the, like just the technical, like let's talk about the Instagram part first, because yeah. you've always been active on Instagram. You were up to like what? 10,000. Yeah. And you've got a couple different accounts. Yeah. So I have a personal account. I guess I'll just like kind of share a little bit the history of my business account, which I started 10 years ago, which by the way, I just have to throw this out there. I realized I had this deep belief or mantra that it quote unquote takes 10 years to be an overnight success. And that is something that I have told myself practically my whole life out of fear of, I feel behind. I feel behind Mm, in life. I've been posting on this account in 2023 will be Hmm. 10 years. And it literally in January, the first month of 2023 is when it has blown up. So like, I don't know, there's something to that. So I started my business account in 2013 when I became a yoga teacher. It was originally Sola Yoga. Um, And then I have my personal account. So I have like my family account. It's a private account where I share like my cat and my husband and, you know, living life in Panama a little bit and really ridiculous and funny memes, really cat videos and funny memes. But my business account really, you know, and I I had to make the decision to do that because I think as a solopreneur where many of us have created a personal brand as part of our business model, which I think is really important in today's day and age. It can be helpful to differentiate what you post where, because obviously we are multi-passionate beings, but sometimes it can be, I I would say, less confusing for our audience. I think our audience understands and knows that we are human beings, but maybe more confusing for us as people who desire to post more about our lives. And for me, as a projector by human design and someone who gets burnt out really easily and tired really easily... I had to kind of set my own boundaries with social media. And that personally looked like I'm going to share more of my like family photos and, and, you know, I don't know, special occasions, vacations, more so on my personal account. Yeah. And then my business account really is going to be where Mm. I engage and post intentionally for my community, my ideal client and the people who I believe I can help and serve in a powerful way. So it was very two different energies there for me personally. And I think that was important for me to decipher on the Instagram journey. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to pause you there just to say, if anybody's listening, I, you know, that like I've always taught almost always just to have one account. And that's only because Chelsea has, you're like an OG Instagrammer. So it's clearly something you enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually got on Instagram when it was literally just the reason why I got on Instagram was because I used to be like an amateur photographer. So I was like, Ooh, a new platform where I can share my amateur photography. It's fun. My photos. That's why I got an Instagram in like 2010 or whatever. Like an OG, like early adapter. I still only have one account only because I, I just like don't find joy in 
do like, I don't want to have two separate. I don't want to. So I will still post some personal things. I'll just usually post it to my stories or, you know, the personal content is part of the content ecosystem that I teach. So I'll just do like one post here or there, but I do always tell people like, if you, if you enjoy that, like if Instagram is how you keep in touch with your family and your friends and you want to post a picture three times a day of your cat or your plants or your kid or whatever, like absolutely have a separate account. The only reason I teach that having one account is because so many people already feel, feel overwhelmed with the idea of it that I'm like, don't feel like you need to. And then I would see these solo. I can think of a few chiropractors off the top of my head who were solo in practice and they had like a clinic page and then they had their, you know, personal brand page. Yeah. And all they would do is like cross post the same stuff back and forth. And I'm like, well, then what's the point? Just double down on one page. So again, like, as you know, the whole ethos of this podcast is that there is no such thing as one size fits all. So I just felt the need to kind of like go there. I've actually thought about starting a second personal account just to post more. Cause I don't post on Facebook it used to be the place where I kept up with my friends and family. And yeah, I hate Facebook. But see, honestly, Molly, for me, like you said, because I had been on Instagram and because when I became a yoga teacher in 2013, back then Instagram, at least the Instagram that I knew was very much like it was visually appealing and it was very much like yoga heavy. So in my mind, like mm. when I logged into Instagram, I like I have two very distinct communities and like the people that are on my personal account literally are my best friends and my family. So when I log into that feed, I see those posts for those people. Now, when I log into my business account, I see a completely different feed. So that was also kind of the secondary purpose of growing this business account. And it has evolved again. I've been posting on this account for 10 years now. So it was very easy for me. Like I don't ever feel pressured to log into my personal account. And when I do, I know it's because I'm going to be like sharing a ridiculous meme or literally DMing like my best college girlfriends, which now that my business account has blown up, I'm proudly saying that because it's taken 10 years to get there. No, Um, own it girl. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, it's almost like it almost feels more now, of course there is some cross pollination there, but even for my friends, like my best friends in college, they've even said to me, like when I started posting more regularly, they're like, I don't follow your business account. I hope that's okay. I'm like, first off, there's, (laughs) you don't even have to tell me that you don't have to explain anything, but knowing that like my friends are not my ideal clients. And, you know, for anyone in network marketing too, this is also like a big takeaway, which I also do affiliate marketing and I sell different things. Like I'm not necessarily marketing to my friends. Like, and I want to have a place where we can send funny memes to each other without there being like weird feelings where they feel like they have to unfollow me or mute me or something like that. You know, it's just, it's two different energies for me personally. And it's, I wouldn't, to anyone who's like, I don't have two accounts and I don't want it. I would never say, go make your own personal account just for that reason. Like for me, it just, it, it happened that way. Well, and too, <laughs> From, it's like still a place of joy for you. So like, yes. do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. The only reason I wanted to stop and say that is just cause I want, I didn't want people to think like, oh my gosh, can I not post personal stuff on my business account? And I'm like, no, that's not no. what she means by that. No. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Let's talk. What is this shift you've had recently? Like, I know we were oh. just talking a couple months ago and you were really frustrated because you felt like yes. you were just hovering around yes. the 10,000 mark, which is huge, by the way, which is so funny. Isn't it funny how our, we get on that hedonic treadmill and we're just yes. like 10,000. 
Well, and you know what? You're right. And, and okay. So let me lay it out. First off, it's not like you were complaining. I don't mean it like that. It's just, no, but I was frustrated. I for sure was frustrated. Right. Because this is like, then you kind of get stuck in like this algorithm piece. So there was a few things that built up to what I felt like all of a sudden, like a plug being pulled. Number one, I, it's really important that people know that all 10 K of those people were completely organic and it, And I am not saying, I know many people who hit 10K in like three months from a brand new account. I'm just saying for me personally, I think the way that I had built this account was so slowly and over time, the algorithm had kind of saw my account as this like slow burn kind of thing. I might be making this up, but this is what it felt like for me. Okay. You know, so all 10K of those people were organic. I've never once paid for likes, paid for followers. I've never even like, I would say there was two things that kind of helped me get to that 10K mark. And that was number one, doing PR, which most PR is paid. I had one big PR CNN article that went viral that was not paid. And that was because a British journalist reached out to my Instagram account when this account was the Yogi Yachty. So I've changed Mm. the name of this account a few times. And again, timing was kind of right. I was working on a private super yacht below deck on Bravo TV was starting to become a thing. Okay. Okay. There were not many yacht stews on Instagram. Yeah. I was kind of like the Yogi Yachty. I was one of the first ones doing this like yoga on yachts and sharing it on social media. So that CNN article, all of a sudden, I think my account went from 2000 followers to 4,000 followers. Now mm-hmm. we're going back to like 2017. Yeah. I that's think. a big growth. Yeah. But that was like, oh my gosh, PR works. Like this is cool. People are seeing that article and they're following my Instagram because of it. So when I started my business, I did pay for a featured article. I'm totally transparent about that. You know, most PR is paid again. I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. And that helped as well. So that was a featured article. It became featured in Yahoo Finance and it was spread out. So that helped further my growth, but it wasn't as instant or as organic as that other article, which ironically was not paid. So, you know, there's, there's maybe some energy behind that too. So, you know, that, that, you know, over the years, and then I had a couple friends whose accounts blew up and they, they mentioned my name a couple times, right? So cross pollinating with other large accounts, we did some IG lives that helped. So cross pollinating was really important. And I know Molly, you teach that a lot, like collaborating Mm -hmm. is very, very, very important. So then I finally hit the 10K mark and I had thought in my mind, like, as soon as I hit 10K, it's just going to be like a floodgate, you know, because that's what I had heard Uh from other accounts that blew up. Like, oh, I was thinking that once I hit 10K, I had this belief that like, once I hit the magical 10K mark, then it was just going to be like all systems go. And for all of 2022, I did not go beyond a thousand more followers. Literally the entire year, I was like 10K followers. I think January 1st, 2023, I was like Mm 10.7. So like the entire year. So here I am thinking like the magic number is going to get me there and it didn't. So I will say energetically, there was also a piece of me where it was like, I was disappointed and I kind of did get stuck in this, like, what am I doing wrong now? Simultaneously, This is really important. I really think foundationally for anyone who's like, I'm ready to blow my Instagram up. I want a large amount of followers because you have to want it. That's really important, right? I was, my mantra for the entire year of 2022 was I am ready for the big numbers. 
That's literally all I said to myself in business, on Instagram, on social media. I, I was like preparing my nervous system for big numbers because I know for me and my personal journey and seeing what bankruptcy did to my mom and kind of living in healing a scarcity mindset and being fearful of success. I knew I had to prepare my nervous system for big numbers. So all year long, that was my mantra. I'm ready for big numbers. I'm ready for big numbers. And every time I got frustrated, I just gave it back to God. I would ask for a sign and then I would find my sign, which would remind me that I'd had to trust the timing of it all. So like there's a lot of quote unquote woo, woo, woo talk here, but for me, it's an energetic thing. It's a nervous system thing. And preparing my nervous system was huge because then now when I log into Instagram and I see all these notifications, rather than getting overwhelmed and stressed out, I'm celebrating it. And I do mm. believe Molly in a past life of mine or in a few, a few years ago, if I had seen you have a hundred new comments or you have a hundred new followers, I would have clammed up and panicked because uh -huh. The belief is now I have to respond to all these people. What do I do with all these people? I don't want this. Oh my gosh. I just had to take a deep breath because I'll never forget. I had this like pivotal moment when I don't even remember. I think I maybe had one virtual assistant and that was it. But I was still very much in charge of everything. Like I said, she did like anything. She was amazing. She did like what I asked, but like I was still very much the driver of everything. This is before I had Carolyn, who's my online business manager, who posted about him on stories yesterday. And she's like hiring her was like the pivotal moment. I can like track back to like rapid growth. But anyway, yes. um, I remember I'd gotten like, same with several, me by the way. And my what? Michaela, mine's my Michaela. Yes. Oh my gosh. hundred yes. percent. Matt was always like, what would I do if you like get hit by a bus? I'm like, call Carolyn. I don't know. Like you'll figure it out. I, I was in a Panera and this is when we still lived in Gulf breeze and Florida. And I was in a Panera and I got like two inquiries in a row. And then I got this one. I don't remember what all happened, but it was just like a whole, and I was just like, <gasps> and it was Here success, it right? Like it was a good thing. It wasn't a bad thing, but I literally had a panic attack, like an actual, like I got really dizzy. I thought I was going to faint. Oh my God. I'm like feeling it now. I'm a body. And I, um, I texted Kate Kordsmeyer and I was like, I'm having a panic attack. Can you talk? And she's like, she's like, she calls me. She's like, okay, take OD. She's like walking me through these breath exercises. So it's funny because I think we think we're like, oh, this is like all our problems will be solved and we'll just be so happy when, but it's, I love what you said about you have to prepare your nervous system. Yes. yes. Here it's I was wanting more business. I got it and I panicked. Yep. The fear of success is a huge, I would say way bigger for all my entrepreneurs here. We're not afraid of failure. Like most hmm. of us, are over that. Like that was like early on in our journey. And, you know, we've, we've, we've overcome that, you know, we know that we can pivot, we can change failures, never actually failure. It's always learning. Like we, we've embodied that. I think at this point for many mm -hmm. people as business owners, but the fear of success and like next level and success next level. Yes. is, is Ooh. that's huge. It's yes. huge. And there's a mantra out there that I try not to say to myself, but I know I do believe it somewhere because every time I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, there it is again. At every new level is a new devil. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe that devil is just ourselves and like the fear of what that new level is going to bring. Well, I think a lot of the people listening to this are people who are 
like we give our best. We always mm-hmm. give our best. And so mm-hmm. to think that like, even in, in holistic marketing hub, it is not meant to be, I mean, it's not meant to be a one-on-one coaching program, but in my brain, exactly. I'm like, I have to give, I have to give, you know, top level one-on-one coaching service to 100%. every single student. And I'm like, no, that's not what they're paying for. That's not yep. what I advertise. But in my brain, I'm like, if I don't know each one of these students personally, then like, this is just like, and that's where I go. And so that's what I've been working on with you. I know. And then my new coach, Lisa Fabrega, we're working on like a lot of visibility stuff and it's just wild. Well, when you think about it, right, it's, it's a people pleasing Mm -hmm. piece of us. Mm -hmm. We just talked about this as well with my mindset membership. It's a $50 a month buy-in. It's like a very accessible (laughs) thing for people. But for me, it's like, I, it's, it's really hard to set that boundary between my high touch point one-on-one clients versus a membership, right? But, but as human beings, we can't realistically be expected to do that, but that is the fear, right? The, the empathic side of us that says, I want to give it all to everybody, which in turn is holding us back from wanting the big numbers because the thought is, how am I going to do that? How is that going to be sustainable? If I have a hundred people in my membership, how am I going to respond to all those DMs every yeah, week? And you can't, like, you can't, you can't. So preparing your nervous system for the big numbers. Again, my entire 2022, I kept telling myself that I said it out loud. I know I said it to you. I said it to a few other like business yeah. besties of mine. I said yeah, it to I my remember. husband all the time. I'm ready for the big numbers. Yeah. Give me the big numbers. I'm ready for it. So that was huge, which also involved doing some subconscious work around, the fear of success and and that feeling of people pleasing and the responsibility, the fear of responsibility that comes with the big numbers, right? Mm -hmm. The big money, the big followers, the, and, and so this cancel culture, cancel culture. (laughs) I was going to say this ties in beautifully into like our part two of this conversation, right? Fearing the feedback. But but let's stop. So what was the thing that like, what was like your mic drop moment where you're finally like, boom. So I think it was a combination of things. So first off setting my nervous system up for success. Number two, literally making a mindset shift because I realized I kept wanting the big numbers, but not wanting to put the energy into it. <laughs> yeah. I kept telling myself like, oh, but I hit 10K, so it should just happen. Or I'm active on this platform all the time. Why isn't it happening? But what I realized, and this is like number two, besides number one, getting your nervous system ready. Number two, create more than you consume. Yeah. Period. Uh-huh. And I know you teach this all the time, Molly, right? Like you have to like, and I realized I was spending a lot of time on Instagram, but guess what I was doing? I was teaching the algorithm that what I do on Instagram is consume, not create. Yeah. And I don't know if there's something to that either as well, but like, that's what it felt like for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Number two, create more no, than I'm you good. consume. And you, like I said, this is intentional of like a season, right? Like you probably won't be in this season forever. Exactly. And that's what I think was the limiting belief behind my process was if I start creating more content, I'm going to have to do that forever. Mm -hmm. And there's seasons of my life where I can't do that. So I don't want to quote unquote, teach the algorithm that I'm going to be doing this new thing and then pull back. That's I literally had all these thoughts, which again, I say the algorithm, it's such, it's bullshit. I was about to say, what do I always say, Chelsea? Yes. Stop creating for the algorithm, create what yes. you want. I'm always like, don't worry about it. If I hear somebody say the word algorithm again, yes. I'm going to like Literally. take a shot. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> down it. Too, I think the word consistency gets really misconstrued. 
Yes. Because I look at things in seasons, like you're in a growth season. So that's why I always tell people, I'm like, if you're on a six week wait list, you might just be like, we have, even for our Instagram management clients, we have two yes. levels of packages. One is called the presence package and it's four posts a week. That's all you get. Like, yep. we don't do any back end engagement. We don't post on your stories. We're not like, yes. and it's, it's just to have that consistent presence. You're probably not going to see a whole lot of growth. Like it's just, yep. you're already, you've already account. built. Yeah. Yes. You're in like coast mode right now. Then you might ramp up and be in another growth phase. So consistency yes. doesn't mean unless you're a type A personality and you need that. And that structure is what like, yes. you know, makes you tick. But I've heard people say before that consistency means it has to be the same day of the week, the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not what consistency means at all. Yeah. Not at all. And like you said, if it's helpful to create that schedule for yourself, yeah, then do it. Cool. Go for it. Um, I have like a loose schedule and that's because I weave it in between running a business. <laughs> for me, it does help me to have somewhat of a schedule. Yeah. And if I don't stick to that schedule, I'm not like hard on myself. So, you know, creating, just making the decision to create more content, which is kind of like my number two pillar of like why I think things have finally started blowing up. And I just started having fun with content. Yeah, like, I noticed. I realized that the content that I was creating, I kept trying to like solve the world's problems in one 90 second reel every single time I posted. And it was so much. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just post often and it's going to be fun. And I'm going to find a trending audio and I'm going to do something that feels good. And rather than saving it for later, because Molly, how many of us have an entire library mm -hmm. of once trending audios that are now collecting dust because we think, oh, I'm going to come back to that. At least this was my experience. Yeah. I would consume, consume, save, save, save. Oh, that's cute. I can do that. Oh, of course I can do that. Well, I can do that. I can do that. And I was never actually doing it. Um, Not me being very <laughs> guilty of the same thing. No, I love that too. Like I remember us having a conversation when you were like, Oh, is it bad to post twice in one day? I like really feel inspired. And I was like, I don't know, maybe you should space it out. And now it's like, who cares if you, if you're in the mood, like go for it, dude. Go like, for and it. then if you have a week where you're like, I don't feel like doing any of this, then don't, yeah, then don't exactly. And that difference where I'm like, I'm going to get on and scroll for five minutes. I don't even have to scroll maybe five reels, not even before I find one that's easy. Cause of course, Instagram knows your vibe and knows your, your, what you like to do five within five reels. I find an audio or a trend that I love and I'm inspired to reproduce it, which is another big thing to get over. Like the whole point of trending content is multiple people doing the same exact thing. So get out of your head thinking you have to recreate the wheel. Like until you get to a point where you feel confident and comfortable creating your own like unique content. Mm -hmm. For me, it was really helpful to just be like, let go of all the rules and copy what that person is doing. Because there are millions of people on this app. And even if somebody sees the same thing, it doesn't matter because it's trending for a reason. Yeah, but you haven't been copying. That's not the right. You you put your own spin on it for sure. Yeah, like, maybe inspired is a better word. Yeah, like if no, you feel you inspired by copying yeah. is if you were like, I'm gonna literally take the exact same text, the exact same caption. Like that's yeah. a no no, obviously. You you yeah. yours has been original and you haven't only been doing trends, I don't feel like. I feel like you've been no. doing some other stuff. Like you've been using the remixes are really easy to do. Yes. And, um 
yeah, I've just noticed like, and too, if you look at all your videos, like they're not perfect. Like it's not like this perfect thing. Like you can, t- it's yeah. just, I love it. I love that you've done. Yeah. I chose action over overthinking it. Yes. I love it. Um, yeah. I, I think that's like a big, now I remember what I was going to say. I think that's a big uh, myth of manifesting is like that you don't have to take action when it's like. <laughs> I am proof. Yeah. I saw, I'm here. I am just manifesting the big numbers all year long. I'm here for the big numbers. I feel the big numbers. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But I was never taking action. I was consuming a shit ton. I was posting mm-hmm. a lot on stories, which again, felt easy for me. And I just made the decision mm-hmm. instead of posting a 30 second story, I'm going to post a 30 second reel. Yeah. I just made that decision. And it relieved all of the perfectionists in me. It made the content really fun, really inspired. And I was able to change up. Now, again, I've been on the app for a really long time. I, I, for me, I got over like the fear of showing up a long time ago. And that was something that I worked on a long time ago. So like this decision to just take quote unquote messy action, which I thought I was really good at this year, I've gotten really damn good at it, almost maybe to a fault where I've had to like reel it back a little bit. Taking messy action and just creating content and doing different forms of content. Like I'm shocked some of my remixes have kind of done really well. Like I never thought a remix was going to do that that well, but they really have. Mm -hmm. And that like surprises me. And those are Um, so easy too. Those are so low lift. Like, Oh my God. One of them is me literally letting my cat pet my forehead and I'm just listening to the audio and sharing my thoughts (laughs) in the, in the, the caption, you know, I didn't do anything. She's the cutest. I didn't add any text. I, and also Instagram lately is glitching with text. I can't tell you how many times I do post text. Mine too. And it disappears. And then I'm like, Am I going to archive this and repost it? No. <laughs> Maybe now if it's an if it's an original reel and the the captions really important, I will do that because I like download it before and I'm yeah. like, well, this doesn't make sense if there's no text there. But if it's something where it's just me like adding my input to a, a remix, for example, I don't know why it's glitching. It's annoying as hell. But if it doesn't show up whatever I'm moving on. Or if I don't notice that it didn't show up until like the next day, I'm like, well, at this point it's already out there in the world. Maybe I can archive it in a couple of weeks and repost it with the actual text there. And I'm not going to worry about it because I'm going to be making new content anyway. Right. And maybe, you know, this, maybe you don't, but like, how long do you feel like you've been doing this? How often have you been posting? And then like, you know this. How I know this because it was such a specific, sorry, I didn't mean to No, I was you. just going to say how long before yeah. you kind of blew up, like, yeah. like started. It was mid-December. And I will say, right, so we also have to consider, like, my personal story, where I was at in life. Like, we were nomads during the pandemic. We were shifting from working on yachts to renovating a home, becoming, like, we laugh, we became land crabs again. <laughs> after working and living on the ocean under the sea for so long. Well, fun um, fact, Chelsea's husband is still. Yes. He's uh, a first officer on super yacht. So he still works in, on board. They live in Panama. Yep. Panama. In, I Panama. Um, we're in Central America and you know, it, it was grounding down for the first time was a really symbolic thing for me. So now over a year later, 
pretty much almost a year to the date when we finished renovating and moved into our home was when I finally had the energy to start producing content again, where it was like, okay, I've coasted this year. I launched a new business. I did the damn thing. We renovated, we moved to Central America. Now I'm ready. Like now I'm in my zone. Like I've got my routine down. I'm kind of bored to be honest. I'm like, I created my four day work week. Like, what do I do with myself on my days off? I'm, and that's like a hard boundary for me, but it's like, well, how do I fill my free time now? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make content on my free time because that feels fun again. And mm -hmm. I've set my life up to be able to do that. And I have a home and I have hours. I have time, right? We're always either money rich or time rich. If we're lucky, we're both rich. All of a sudden now I'm like, okay, I have time. I have time to put into this. I have a space literally with like a light ring. And like I, I have for the first time my little mm. setup and it doesn't have to be that way. But for me, energetically, I felt like I'm set up to create content again. Well, and you have a place to send them, right? Like a lot of things yes. we talk about on this is like popularity doesn't pay the bills. Like who cares? Like I just looked at 22.8 thousand followers. It's like, who cares if you're if it's not actually converting to dollars? Yes. Um, because we aren't full-time influencers, right? Like we have a business yes. though. And I'll let you talk about more about this at the very end, but like, you've got the yep. gut health agency now, which is what I'm a part of. Um, you've got your membership. You, you yep. are still doing some one-on-one -on -one coaching or nope, no, it's just the two gut okay. health agency okay. and the membership. Yep. And I was just scrolling through your feed, Chelsea. And it was like 19 hours ago, one day ago, four days yep. ago, four days ago, four days ago, like three, three posts in a row. And there's like six yeah. days ago. So I love that like you're like this perfect example of it doesn't have to be this rigid schedule. And I also yeah. love that you've been doing the quote graphics. It's a simple yes. white background, black text. That's one of my main problems is like, I try to be so like, you know, I could never just have like one template and use it. I feel like I always had to be like Make redefining it, it and all that. I'm like, that's yep. so dumb. Like yep. how much time have I wasted? Same. It has Canada. to be on brand and it has to look pretty and the feed has to look pretty. And for a yes. while, I think Instagram was a oh, little yeah. bit it, about yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was but, to that. And and I do still think you need to have, you know, it cohesiveness a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, just just a level of like, especially I think with my health and wellness providers, it's like, is this person going to be sloppy with my care if they're sloppy right. with their... So, I well, think it's there's a like, level of professionalism, right? Yeah, it's like, like, how would you line, line, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also I'm like, I think about all the time I've wasted. That's why my team is so great. Cause they'll like get, they can get things done in like four times. Like it takes me like four times longer because I'll move a text box. Over. And I'm not a perfectionist. Like, you know me too. I'll be like, I'll move yeah. the text box over or like, yes, I'm going to move it again. Yeah. Or I'm going to put this, I'm like, Molly, yes, do it. And the, the great thing is with those text <clears throat> things, right? It's like, in my mind, I thought, what is shareable and what hits for people? Simple little things. And I realized, like, you shared this in your stories the other day. Easy to read font. And even, I mean, I had paid a designer years ago to create these, like, templates for me. They were hard to read. They were confusing. The font was too, like, light. They weren't heavy enough. And the contrast, color scheme, yeah. yeah, there wasn't enough contrast. And even, like, the lines of the letters were too, like... They were, it was too light. Like it wasn't a, you know, like I look at this bold, this is like a bold, thick font, yeah. you know, versus their sub font up here. You can barely even read right. a lighter text, you know? So it's like, 
it's not just the contrast, but it's also the weight. That's, I think mm-hmm. that's the proper word, the yeah. weight of the text. And yeah. I thought, you know what? Black and white. Like it doesn't have to, like, let me just keep this super simple. And once I started doing that, people started sharing, sharing them. Sharing mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So um, that was really important. And then I, I'll, I guess I'll step it forward now. So getting your nervous system ready for the growth, choosing to just take messy action. So you asked the question, when did this start and how often did I do it? It started right before Christmas, about one year to the date that we moved in after renovating our home, where I finally just made the decision to start posting multiple times a day. Because like you said, I was getting in my head, how often can I be doing this? And I had seen big influencers start saying you have to post multiple times a day. And that I had a reaction to that. So I was like, well, F you, I don't have to do anything. (laughs) But for me personally, there was this excitement and I was getting in my head of like, oh, I want to post twice today. I have the energy for it. I don't always have the energy for it. Is that going to work against me? And I just thought, you know what? If I've got the energy for this, I'm going to do it. Sometimes I post up to three times a day. Like you said, it's like, and then I'll have a day where I don't post at all, which I try not to be too drastic. I'm definitely posting every single day. Maybe once a week, I'm not posting a story if I'm like really burnt out, but I have things batched. So I'm not creating content every single day, which also has Mm. helped me. If I go to my drafts, I'm like, oh, I've got a couple reels drafted Um, you know, on my Canva, I know I've got like an easy text that I can always pull down. Like if I'm lounging on the couch on a Sunday, it's easy for me to just like pull a text down and just send it out. Yeah. And that's, that's why I teach batching a little differently. I like to have a reserve of evergreen content. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what evergreen means, it just means it's something that can be used anytime for when I'm not feeling inspired and I can just hit the tap of a button and it can be done. That's I'm so excited. I'm actually sitting down Thursday with one of the newest members of my team to batch out my own content. Yes. Cause I don't follow my own damn advice. Um, yes. because I'm in that space too. Like I've got you to yep. help me with, so that's, yep. this'll be a perfect segue into our the next topic. And the, this might yeah. end up being like split into two episodes. I don't know, but the fear of showing up. So let me just yeah. read this. Let me read this text to you because I realize it's something I'm scared of too. It's funny. As you pull that up, Molly, let me just add before, I think there is one more important pillar here to like the logistics of it. And that really is engagement. And your engagement checklist was the foundation for this. And I will say the one thing that I did differently that, that kind of held me back from the past was feeling like my engagement always had to be really meaningful and I just decided to start engaging on people's content with emojis. And I, I won't recommend doing that all the time. And I really don't do it. But for a period of time, I thought, I want to get my name out there. And I changed my Instagram handle. So like there was this very intentional, like, I've got a new name and I want it to pop up on people's feeds. So I would engage with an emoji, like a hand clap. Like I was genuinely engaging with their content. It was me going to their content seeing their content and like hand clapping or celebrating it. But I let go of it having to be like a really meaningful full sentence, which for me personally felt like a drain. And when I made this shift of where I'm, where am I going to put most of my energy? It was, I'm going to engage with as many people as possible genuinely. So it was me posting emojis, but I'm not, I'm going to let go of it having to be like a really serious comment because that was kind of holding me back from engaging at all. It was holding me back from engaging at all. So I thought, how can I make engagement a little bit easier for myself? Simultaneously, I can redirect that energy into creating content. 
So every time before I post, I use your engagement checklist. Again, it is genuine engagement. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. an emoji to say, hey, I'm here. I'm supporting your content. I don't really have the energy in me to like put a whole paragraph, but I'm cheering you on. And that made it easier for me at the time to just open up the floodgates to getting my name in front of more people, more consistently, more accounts, whilst I was also then creating more content and posting more often, more regularly. I think that eventually, I also think some way, somehow I was in the doghouse on Instagram. I don't know. It seemed like all of a sudden by implementing number one, the choice to engage with more people by just making it easier for me and creating more content more regularly in a diversified way and essentially taking what I was doing on stories and just putting it in reels. It felt like all of a sudden by doing that, I'm not kidding for about three weeks because you asked when did that change? It was about the first week of January when all of a sudden my content was getting more engagement Yeah, than it had for the entire year of 2022. So I do think there must have been some kind of like whether I was some shift. blacklisted or whatever for something. I don't know. There was some shift that happened. And then I had a couple reels do really well. And I had one reel in particular go viral for no like particular reason. It's ha- it, it like, and my, my definition of going viral, it's had like a hundred thousand views, which is like more than anything. Well, the definition of viral is just like a significant amount more than normal. Like there's no yeah. like number. Yeah. So, and that really, really helped, but that didn't, that didn't happen until probably like the end of January, beginning February. So it was about six weeks of consistently engaging, posting multiple times, engaging, posting, engaging, posting without getting stuck in my head about it. Just literally doing what you teach on your engagement checklist that all of a sudden, boom, the floodgates open and all of a sudden that, that mysterious (laughs) floodgates that I thought was going to open at the moment I hit 10K, which didn't happen, it did happen. But that's because I was now putting intentional energy into it. And the place that I was creating content from wasn't just creating content for shits and giggles, but but because I was enjoying it and I was having yeah. fun with it. And I think people were feeling that. And it was it was landing for people. Like the yeah. same things that I've been saying for the last 10 years, I'm not right. saying it yeah. differently. Yeah. You didn't I, change your message. No, I'm just coming from a different place and saying it more often and being gutsy with it, being bold with it. I made the internal decision to just not be afraid of cancel culture and what people's reactions are. So now let's lead into this fear of showing up. Yeah. Because that's so the last piece I think, of it. And just to give perspective for 10 years, I was building that account to 10 K. And then in the last eight weeks, I've doubled it to 22.8 right. and we're still on a very, I mean, I was 22.7 just before we started this episode and now I'm 22.8. So it's been a hundred followers in the last hour. So like it, it's, on a, it's on a wild growth. Yeah, exactly. So I talk about the logistics of what I did to do that. And now, you know, I think it's really important because there was still definitely a piece of me that one viral, that one reel that went viral, I did have some trolls that hopped on there and and first off like can we just say how funny it is that like I know not funny it's actually sad to be honest it truly is sad that there are people and this is just the reality on the world wide web that are sad and that are lonely and that the only thing that gives them like a little bit of a dopamine hit throughout the day maybe because they're dealing with depression is to quote unquote trigger people or to be an ass 
And um, that happened. It happened to my reel. And I think it's really relevant. I think first off, maybe let me just share this story. And then I'm going to share with you what I did to recover from it and also yeah. share what you guys that, can do. You talked about the logistics of growing your account. I just want to say this before you, yeah. talk, you share what happened. I, you talked about one of the first things you did before you blew up was you prepared your nervous system for growth. So this is really yes. cool. This is like the perfect, like, I wish I had had these tools. Like, I feel like I would, yep. not that I'm not happy with where my business is and the growth that I've had, but like, I've realized that stepping into that next level, I have this fear. Like, I don't even think I realize yeah. I have the fear, but I did like realize yeah. I have the fear just because we've also had some clients go viral. And like, it's like, you have that empathetic, like feeling for them. And so before you tell your story really quickly, I just, yep. um, I think a lot of my audience will resonate with this text I got from one of my clients. Mm. It says, hi, Molly, it's Dr. So-and-so. So one of the reasons I have a hard time making reels and videos is because when they get going, the haters come out. Mm. I don't know why, but it gives me anxiety, mostly about having to defend pediatric chiropractic and all the wonderful things we do. The reel this morning has some very mild comments, nothing concerning. I responded to one. My question is, what is the best way to handle the negative comments? I want to get past mm. my anxiety around this. Thought you might have some pointers. Sorry for the long yeah. kiss. Da, 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 da. And mm. I was like, oh my gosh, definitely have to have Chelsea on. So now, yes. like, like I said, I think so many people can resonate with this. And yep. so your reel was literally just sharing some basic gut health morning mm -hmm. routine. That was it. Yeah. And it wasn't even like gut health. It was more just like overall, it was Ayurvedic based um, practices that I've done for 10 years to support mm. my autoimmune and, um, you know, my skin and my gut health. It just really basic stuff. And it, it was a viral or it was an audio that had also kind of gone viral. So that I think is important to know. I had used an audio that was blowing up and people resonated with the audio. So that helped. And it's funny, there, there's like two different kinds of haters, right? There's the people that come out trying to protect what they think they know, right? For example, the pediatric um, doctors who, or the people who don't understand pediatric chiropractic, and maybe they come in hating on adjusting what they believe that means. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're trying to be like, to the best of their knowledge, protect the children from this like dangerous practice. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So, the so vigilantes, the, uh... the vigilantes. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I had some of those people that were Ayurvedic based practitioners that were like, upset that I hadn't mentioned Ayurveda. And and I like for me creating this, this was like, I wasn't even pushing or selling anything. I was just showing some of my own personal practices. So there was that. And then there was one or two actual trolls proper that just wanted to belittle me. Um, and I had even texted you, Molly, a couple of days later, because of course I had an emotional reaction. I could feel the heat building up in my body. And for anyone who's ever been bullied in your life, you you know the feeling, you know the feeling. So for me, it was very obvious where this was actually coming from. And if you go back to part one of this, we talked about working on super yachts and, and it doesn't matter where you live or where you land on the socioeconomic scale, but we, we all desire the same things innately as human beings. We need three things and that's to be safe, to be loved and to be accepted. And when we're creating content and we're putting ourselves out there in a very vulnerable kind of way, when the trolls come out, that is a threat to our acceptance, to the feeling of being loved, because this person's obviously not loving what we're creating, and our safety mm. to a point where sometimes it actually feels like a, a real threat. Like, is this person going to find me and come mm -hmm. attack me? And I know 
in the last few years of our lives, there was a lot of logistics and, and reality to that. And a lot of people who are talking against the narrative and, and actually feeling fearful of their lives, right? That feeling, that heat that builds in your face, the goosebumps that, you know, that immediate drop in your gut or your heart when it comes up to your throat. This is your subconscious brain saying, alert, alert, alert. We are in danger. Now, the difference here is that we know this is through a screen. This is perceived danger. My brain is perceiving a real threat here right now. And maybe that is, maybe there is reality to that too. Maybe this is, this person is a threat to my Instagram account. Maybe they're going to report me. Maybe account's going to get shadow banned. Maybe my account's going to get shut down, right? That there's a reality to that feeling, that cancel culture fear, right? So this person hops on and they posted three or four times in a row, three or four different comments back to back, just very nasty comments. This dumb blonde, she doesn't have any original thoughts, must be nice to like take advantage of people and like, you know, just, just the opposite of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now also the piece of me that's being triggered is, oh my God, people really might think of me this way. And, mm -hmm. and now I'm being deeply misunderstood, which is also a really deep fear for so many people. Yeah. And I, I don't want to like mess up your role, but I just want to say- yeah. First step is just to acknowledge that your brain is doing its job. Like, I think we see yes. that as a flaw. We're like, oh, yes. I wish I could just get over this. Yes. Why do I feel this way? And I'm like, if you don't have any anxiety around that, like, that's a little more concerning. I think, yes. like, you know what I mean? Unless yes. you've done the work to get it. But, you know, like in our hunter-gatherer, like tribe days, if you weren't accepted, you probably died. So <laughs> you were shunned out of the group and, yes. you know, it was pretty likely that a saber tooth tiger was going to come and eat you for dinner. Right. Yeah, so Right. So this is a natural, there's nothing wrong yes. with you. Yeah. That's why, that's why I get like, I've seen a lot of people address this and they're like, you know, have this macho response of like, well, I don't care what other people think. They're not paying my bills. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Like our logical brain says, yeah, of course that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But we're not ruled by our logical brain. Are we Chelsea? No, we're ruled by our subconscious. And I also think there's sort of a scary like slope to that where it can become so easy to disassociate from the emotions that you're feeling that you actually start to get confused of like, like, isn't it better to actually own and say, yeah, this is upsetting to me. How interesting, because this is a stranger on the internet. It probably shouldn't upset me, but it actually is upsetting me and be able to say, you know what? It's upsetting me because I'm an empathic person and because it's reminding me of times in my life when I was younger and I was shunned from my friend group or I was bullied or I was, you know, the same kind of scenario felt familiar. So it's important to remember that the piece of you that's responding in this moment is not your adult logical brain. It's your wounded and your child and your subconscious mind saying, we've been here before and it was really scary and it was really sad and we don't want to go through that again. So we're protecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's just like, call that for what it is. Let's yeah. understand and invite say it in actually you. and say, say thank, thank you. you. Thank you, brain. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. I appreciate yes. you. Like, yes, yes. So that's the first step in the process, right? Like, okay, brain, I appreciate you. And for me, what this looked like in the moment was like, okay, I think we all also have, well, if you've got your first hater, that means you've made it right. That's like kind of like another another thing that we say to like feel better about the situation. And it's like, oh, but it, does, it still doesn't really feel good. Like, why do I, why do I have to have haters in order to feel like I've made it in life? Or, you know, like that, that's, that's probably another thing that's keeping people back. Oh, well, I know I haven't made it until I have a hater, but I don't really want haters. That's not really that fun. So 
I also, in my personal journey, was kind of playing simultaneously at the same time that this happened with this other side of me that was kind of dabbling with like, why do I always have to be the bigger person? Why do I always have to be love and light? Like this person feels bold enough to come onto my page and insult me. Like maybe there's something to be said about insulting this person back, which I didn't do, but coming back with the same kind of energy. So I played with that. I did. And it actually kind of bullied the bully. And I'm not afraid to say that because I'm not super proud of it. And I didn't put them down. I didn't insult them. I didn't call them names. I used that same energy. So there's a difference between like an empowered energy of force that's there for good versus like the sympathetic fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, right? Like I'm not coming at you fighting or fawning. I'm coming at you with the same kind of forceful energy, but with light fueling it. So I chose that because I was like, I'm not really interested in backing down with this person and whatever. So I played around with it a little bit and I said things like, thanks for boosting, boosting the algorithm for me. You know, your comments are help, you know, and I kind of, I'm a little, I was like, you know what? I'm the gutsy gal. I'm going to be a little gutsy here. And guess what? I'm sassy. That's like part of who I am too. So I'm not going to fawn or hide that piece of myself. But what I don't want to do is to look back on these comments and regret them. So like, I really wanted to make sure that I, again, didn't fall down to the level of name calling or insulting them, but I wanted to come back at them with that same energy, which felt really good at the moment. Now you guys have to do your own like self-reflection on that. In the moment, it felt nice. And I kind of like, I quote unquote, won the battle. Like they ended up kind of backing down and they blocked me instead of me having to block them, which felt a little bit like a win because the other scenario could have been, well, I'm just going to block you. But for me and my journey, that felt a little bit like disassociating, not digesting what's happening here and not addressing the fact that this person just came onto my turf with guns blazing. Like, uh uh-uh, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. At least that's where I'm, where I'm at in my personal journey. I wanted to protect my content, my energy, and my community that I've created on Instagram because I hold it sacred. And it's a place where I feel like there's nothing wrong in defending that. But I'm not going to, again, stoop down to insults and injury, but I am going to stand up to this bullshit that's trying to come onto my page. Yeah. And yeah, and I told, like I was telling the the client who texted me, I'm like, you could do whatever you want. You know, I, depends on what kind of space you're in. I personally am like block, delete. Yeah. That feels like, or you could respond with, here's the Instagram account for the better, better help. Like maybe you need a therapist. That's what I did. That's exactly what I said. Oh, it is? That's literally what I said. That's hilarious, Molly. That's so funny. Yeah. Because they were coming back at me and they're like, ha ha, coming from the person who's still engaging with my, I said, yeah, exactly. It's wonderful for the algorithm. And here's a resource that might help you, betterhelp.com. Literally, that's exactly what I said. You know, so eventually they blocked me and then I kind of sat on it and I was like, you know what? Okay, like, that was fun. I won the battle. I don't want to do that every time. That's like not my overall energy. That's just like, it was me playing with the quote unquote darkness from what what I felt Mm. like from a strong and empowered and loving place. 
I did though stoop a little bit below what I desired to. And that's where I was like, okay, I need to stop this because I, now I'm, I'm bordering wanting to call this person a bad name. And I don't want to do that. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So eventually I did go back and I said, you know what? I want people to see this interaction and be inspired by it. So what I did was I posted, there was, there was a couple different comments, which are, are all still there. There was one comment where they posted and it was just a, a straight up insult. And it was like, poor, dumb, blonde must, must suck to never have an original thought, mm-hmm. something like that. And I'm like, first off, this wasn't an original thought post. This was a trending audio. So yeah. like, I don't even understand what you're trying to say here. So what I did was <laughs> I pinned that comment and underneath I said, this is harassment. I am pinning this. So anybody who sees it can number one, send love and light to this stranger. I didn't say love and light, send love and a prayer to this stranger on the internet who needs to put somebody else down in order to feel good about themselves. They must be going through something here. And that's really sad. And number two, so that anyone who has been on the receiving end of bullying, either online or in real life, can reach out for help because that is what I help people do with the subconscious work. Like, yeah, I think a lot of people, I, I don't think a lot of people know how to deal with these kind of comments. And I think by pinning this bullying comment, first off, it's like calling them out in a kind way. Like, all right, if you're going to put the comment there, I'm going to pin it. So you yeah. better be ready to receive because if I'm not coming at you, I guarantee any of these other people who uh-huh. love me and love my account are going to come back in my defense. So you like, you better be ready for the, yeah. the, the, the battle, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pin your bullshit <clears throat> comment and I'm going to come back at you with love. And so that all the other people who see your bullshit comment don't come trying to bully you because in turn, that's what's going to happen. So that actually felt also really empowering um, by using this kind of darkness for light and saying, Hey, I'm calling this out. This is harassment. Please send this person a prayer because for whatever reason, they felt called to say this nasty thing to a stranger on the internet. They must be going through something painful. And number two, here's a resource. If you've experienced this, Mm -hmm. let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The funny reels that are like turning mean comments into inspirational quotes. No, I love that. I'll have to send it to you. It's really funny. And it's like put to that like um, Michelle Branch song. It's like making my way downtown. It's like, oh yeah, like flashes up the like really mean Mm -hmm. comments and they like put it over a quote, like it's an inspirational quote. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's talk about then. What did I do to get to that point where I could, yeah, where I could turn it into like me not being triggered anymore and actually maybe turn it into a source for good. Yeah. So I did subconscious healing on it. So the tool that I use is called Orpheus Mind Technologies. Um, I'm going to send you the link and I have a discount for it. This is not an affiliate link. It's literally just a discount code for your first month because it's a paid app. Um, go, You can find them on Instagram. That's probably the best way to do it. Orpheus Mind Tech. Um, and when you go to download their app, it's a web link that you can then save as an app on your smartphone. And when you go to check out, use code Orpheus Chelsea. And it will give you a discounted first month to try the tools. What I do in my coaching programs and my membership is I give you access to these tools in addition to coaching. Yes. So it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful tool because you can do it on your own. But sometimes what we can't see, we can't see until someone holds a mirror well, to it. Right. So I, I, as somebody who has used this tool, I mean, you first introduced it to me probably, what, mm-hmm. 2020? Mm-hmm. 
I, I've shared it with so many people because it has just been mind blowing, life changing for me. And I, and I don't speak in hyperbole. I hate hyperbole truly. Like it's truly been, I've shared it with so many people because it's been so cool, but you're right. Like there are certain things that you're like, okay. And just so people know it's a 12, 12 ish, usually minute track. Like there's different Mm -hmm. links for different ones, but it's kind of like, let me explain it a little bit. Cause I think it would be helpful probably. Well, I was just going to say, sometimes you do need like sometimes it's easy to know what you need to do the track on. You're like, yes. I'm feeling upset because this person called me a dumb blonde <laughs> yes. on the internet. Okay. <laughs> and then other times you've helped me walk through like, why am I so triggered when my house is messy? Mm. Why does it make me feel, you know, this cascade of negative yeah. emotions? I didn't really know what to do the track on. Yes. yes. So that's why it's helpful to get to those deeper layers of the onion. Yes. With a coach. So for anyone who's listening and they're like, what are they talking about? Tracks and onions and layers and emotions and all these things. (laughs) So what Orpheus Mind Tech is, is they are pre-recorded audio tracks. They are not just music. It's not just like sound waves or binaural beats, though those are part of it. There are also elements of other well-researched trauma-informed therapies like EMDR, EFT tapping, hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming. So what the founder of Orpheus Mind Tech has done is he has taken the research from all of those different tools and taken like the most potent pieces of why they work so well in trauma-informed therapy and put them together into one cohesive track with, he's also a computer, he's not only a trauma-informed, well, like world-renowned therapist, he's also a computer engineer. So he has taken his, yeah, it's so cool. He has taken his knowledge of the human brain and combined it with his knowledge of computer engineering and looked at it like, okay, the software of our brain is operating in an old outdated version. Pretty much the software that downloaded in our subconscious mind between the first zero and seven years of our life. We are now well beyond the first seven years of life. We need (laughs) updated software. So He's taken all of these tools, put it together and incorporated his own um, understanding of the brain and the computer and put it all into this one audio track that you can hit play on. And the audio tracks walk you through a sequence of instructions and essentially like rewriting limiting beliefs and thoughts so that you can have a better relationship with the thing that's triggering you in life. So there's a few really important things to take away from this. Number one, we are not forgiving a perpetrator. We are not making a past trauma okay. We are not asking you to betray a family member by no longer grieving them mm. if, you've, if you've lost them. But we are allowing your brain to understand that we are no longer in danger. Mm-hmm. That's such an amazing distinction because I think I was talking to Matt about it, about like, he has this like anxiety around like money and the budget. And I'm very much an abundant person. You know, I'm like, I'm like, babe, you should do the track around. He's like, well, I don't want to like, just like be laissez-faire about money and not care. I'm like, no, "No, that's not what this does. (laughs) What I like to say is this isn't going to make you a wet doormat that people are going to walk all over. It's it's not going to make you all of a sudden just go out and aimlessly spend all your money. That's not what's happening here. And that's a beautiful example, Molly. Thanks, Matt, for being the guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) What this is going to do, however, it's going to remove the emotional response to Mm. seeing the budget so that you can then use your logical brain, which is extremely smart, 
to make an actionable plan. And so mm. that way you can choose where you want to spend your money from a less emotionally triggered place. Now let's bring this to an example, right? You're in a relationship, but like, let's go back to a college relationship. I'm sure that many of us can relate to this. I know I can relate to this and something happened. Maybe your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner said, maybe they didn't respond to a text message and your brain went to panic. They're cheating on me. Something's happening. They're going to break up with me, right? There's perceived threat because this person didn't respond to your text message within five minutes. Now you start to spiral and you start to do and say things that make you look quote unquote crazy. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You start calling incessantly. You start reaching out to friends. You start doing all these things, asking where this person is because they haven't responded to your text message within five minutes. Now all of a sudden your partner is going to think, wow, you've lost your mind and they're going to call you crazy, which you're going to think back and think, damn, they're not wrong. I did just act a little bit crazy. But when you reflect back on how you were feeling in that moment, you weren't feeling crazy. You were feeling panicked. Mm. And literally there's an area in your brain called the Broca's area. If you haven't yet read or listened to The Body Keeps the Score, 10 out of 10 recommend Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. Um, <laughs> does a lot, I love that, does a lot of, he has done amazing research on trauma-informed therapy and the trauma's effect on the body. But what happens is there's an area of the brain that shuts down. So if you've ever gone to that place, Molly, where you're like now going crazy, quote unquote, or you look back at an argument and you feel like either you have said or you have felt, I am losing my mind here. You didn't text me back. I didn't hear from you for a few hours. I felt like I was losing my mind. So I started reaching out to your mm. friends to see yeah. if they knew where you were. And in turn, you saw me as the crazy girlfriend, which became a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? What actually happened there was your brain went into a trauma response from something that happened, some type of abandonment wound that your brain perceived as trauma when you were younger. And the Broca's area of the brain, which controls logical conversation, blood stops flowing to that area of the brain and it literally shuts down. You can see it on a CAT scan. For real? Literally, 100%. It's so freaking cool. What Orpheus does is it rewires that quote unquote, crazy, crazy response or that emotional response to that trigger. You didn't text me right away. So I panicked. I went crazy. I thought I was losing my mind. It turns that part of your brain back on. It encourages blood flow back to that part of the brain. And it allows you to take action from a more logical place. Okay. What's the logical steps here? I know this person's patterns. I'm not going to freak out in five minutes, 10 minutes, even a couple hours, but maybe if it's been overnight, I should start reaching out to the hospitals or the police. Maybe something happened, right? That's a much more logical progression than my bar my, my boyfriend didn't respond in five minutes. I, I have to reach out to everyone that he knows and, and stalk him on Instagram and make sure he's not cheating on me and make sure that he's alive, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can come back to a logic. It doesn't mean that what your partner's doing is okay if they are cheating on you. It just gives you the power back to not quote unquote, lose your mind and yeah. quote unquote, be the crazy girlfriend, right? Same thing with money. If you're so emotional about the, the finances and every time you converse or you talk about the budget, your blood pressure increases and your stress goes through the roof. Now adrenaline and cortisol are being pumped through your body. That's not good for right. your metabolism, for your gut health, for your overall health in life, it's not good for you. 
We're reteaching your brain that it is safe to talk about finances in this home. It is safe to look at a budget. It is safe to make a plan. Mm -hmm. And when something goes out of plan, we don't have to quote unquote, lose our mind anymore. We can handle it as the adults from our logical brain that we desire to be. Yeah. And we know like when I was doing a lot of research on the prefrontal cortex, writing some captions for a client and for the holistic marketing hub content library. So uh, if I don't get this right, please let me know. I'm not a brain scientist, but you know, it's like our prefrontal cortex is what makes us human. And when we are mm. stuck in survival mode, stress mode, that prefrontal cortex is not online. It no. is, we are in the lowest level of like, we call it the decision. lizard brain. Yeah. Decision-making like yep. survive yep. or yeah. The reptile, rep- reptilian <sighs> brain, literally a reptile doesn't know the difference between, you know, the shadow of a hawk versus the shadow of a leaf falling to the ground. It's going to hide under the rock no matter what. Survival. Mm -hmm. Even though a leaf falling to the ground is only perceived threat, Mm -hmm. it's perceived threat either way because the hawk flying over is also real threat. It's going to hide under the rock. So if your whole life you're hiding under the rock, you're missing out on the beautiful sunbathing opportunities on the top of (laughs) the rock. (laughs) You know, like it's surviving versus thriving. So um, and how this- does this tool, well, hold on, let me go here real quick, because yeah. I want to point out that I've personally used it with your guidance around physical pain, not just emotional. Yes. yes. <sighs> this is so good. So physical pain, obviously, again, the body keeps the score. It's a great resource to look into. Another resource that I've been dabbling in is German new medicine that kind of takes it to a whole nother level, but basically it's very well researched and well-known that the body is going to physically respond to mental and emotional stress, period. And we can measure that by, you know, adrenaline and cortisol levels in the body, and then the cascade of issues that happen from that place. We can also look at, I mean, we are spiritual beings, you know, if, if we are constantly feeling like we can't speak our mind or never being heard, it won't surprise me if suddenly you start having thyroid issues, which lives in your throat, right? There's, there's physiological responses, just like gut health, right? Our gut health shuts down and we start having gut health issues when we can't digest a trauma that we've experienced in life. It's very directly related. So, you know, looking at our physical symptoms and the anxiety that we're having, and when we trace it back to when those physical symptoms started, Now we have a point in time that we can start doing the subconscious healing, which in turn may trigger the body again to remember that we are safe, which is now going to send healing messages to that place in the body that's currently on overdrive, that's having a crisis, basically, whether it's in your gut, in your thyroid, in a a tight muscle. If you're shouldering the world constantly on your shoulders, of course, you're going to have neck issues, right? It's like, there's a lot to this. And that's why even in my mindset membership, that you can join for only 50 bucks a month. We do laser coaching on this and we dive deep into all of these different aspects of this because it is important to have someone help you connect the dots. Like, hey, where did this physical symptom first began? What was happening in your life? What were you feeling? You know, what was happening around you? What were you experiencing? Mm-hmm. What did that remind you of, if anything, from adolescence or childhood? How can we start connecting these dots so that way we can now remind the subconscious brain, not only are we safe when the house is a mess, but we are also safe when other people are perceiving the mess and the things that we believe about ourselves are the mess. 
our worthiness of safety, love, and acceptance that we are tying back into the house being a mess. Like there's lots of layers of who we define ourselves on an identity level based on outside factors in our lives. And when we do that consistently and all the time, it shows up in our body as physical symptoms, 100% yeah. of the time. And remember when I had that hiatal hernia in like 2020 mm-hmm. and it would not go away? Yep. That's before you had been trained in all of this. And mm-hmm. so we didn't even go to those deeper layers. I just did a few tracks around the frustration of like, what the hell? Like, yeah. why won't this go away? Yes. I'm waking up in pain every day. Like what's going yeah. on? And it worked. It was gone. Yeah. Well, and if you can imagine that perpetual cycle, right? For me, it looks like psoriasis and rashes. Then if I get frustrated over the rashes, now I'm sending myself back into a stressed state, which is going to perpetuate that cycle, right? It's like, so what you're doing is you're clearing the emotional reaction to the pain and you're reminding the body, okay, this is no longer something that we have to be in a survival state for, which in turn starts to calm the immune system the inflammation, Mm. the responses of cortisol and adrenaline and hormones in the body that are saying, we have to keep fighting the good fight, which is of course, like the root of why you're experiencing symptoms in the first place. Yeah. And it's just such an easy thing. Like you said, like the, the tracks are super short and they're super effective. Yeah. Matt will, Matt will say, go do your taps. Um, it's not like EFT. It's kind of like EFT. It's like EFT. I heard it described as EFT. EMDR, NLP, yep, and hypnosis, all mixed into one, and CBT, all yeah. had a baby. <laughs> yes, plus the extra layer of Orpheus itself, which, which is its own element as well. Right, right. So it's really cool because, like I said, it takes all of like the science backing all these well-researched trauma therapies and puts them into one 12 to 18-minute track, depending on which one you're listening to. Some are 10 minutes, some are a little well, bit longer. Yeah. And sometimes it takes multiple tracks. It's not like you could just have one. And um, you can, like you could sometimes have one track and be cleared of it, but sometimes doing a track pull, especially for chronic, chronic things. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're triggered because the house is messy, that's a chronic thing that's happening with layers and layers and layers of other things and other emotions <laughs> that you're dealing right. with. So right. you know, we have to do multiple tracks. And this is where coaching and my membership, for example, can be so helpful because It's very accessible. It's 50 bucks a month. We coach through these things. So you can start to like open the lovely Pandora's box without fear of, oh my God, what's going to happen once I open all this trauma? I don't know if I want to go there. So another frequently asked question I have to get is, what if I don't remember? What if I don't remember my trauma or I don't remember my childhood or I never really had a traumatic childhood? I had a good childhood. Well, that's when we can start to look at like, people-pleasing tendencies and that fawn response that doesn't get as much popularity as the fight or fight flight response. Like all my people-pleasers in the room, that is a stress response, period. You are trying to be safe, loved, and accepted by being a yes person and it's causing problems in your chronic well-being, your health, your wellness. Maybe you're struggling with metabolism, gut health, stubborn weight gain, like whatever it may be, your body's probably reacting to it because of this constant need to be a yes person and to have everybody like you. That is a response which ties beautifully into wrapping this all up with Instagram. How do we get over the fear of being on camera? Because that people-pleasing piece of us that desires to be loved is really afraid to be hated on, Mm -hmm. right? So I actually did a, a session with a friend of mine, Jen, and we worked on this. 
And she said, you know, her account blew up and she got into the habit of knowing she needs to post, but being so afraid of the responses that she would close the app immediately and have her fiance open the app an hour later and delete all the bad comments before she even looked at it again, because she was so unable Mm -hmm. to handle the negativity and, you know, the, the feedback that it was really having an impact on her well-being and her ability to be a business owner. So we did one session together and in 75 minutes, which was well, way longer than what we needed, but we were able to do multiple tracks in that time. She brought it back to a time where she was bullied in high school and had a really severe kind of mean girls scenario. And her boyfriend cheated on her with someone else and with her best friend. And her boyfriend and her best friend were the ones that were like favored by the group when she was like, I was the one that was wronged here and I'm being shunned from my friends because I'm upset that my boyfriend and my best friend got together and everyone's choosing them over me. So that's like a really deep core wound, right? My boyfriend, my best friend, these people I trusted, they got together, cheated on me and all my friends chose them over me. And I look like the quote unquote crazy girlfriend or the bad guy because I'm upset about this situation. That is like, We've all been probably through some kind of scenario like that. Yeah. And when we did the track, those memories popped up and we were able to do another track on those memories itself. And she texted Ooh. me a week later. She said, Chelsea, it's working. I got a negative comment and I have zero emotional reaction to it. I don't feel it in my body. I don't feel it in my gut. I, I feel like I can handle this. This is not that big of a deal. Yeah. I can delete it. I can handle this in a way that feels appropriate and aligned with me and who I am today, rather than reverting back to that 15 year old self that just immediately went into a protective state. Yeah. And I want to point out that like the very first couple of times I did this, one thing I don't like about it is he, and I get why they do this. They say like, rate it, you know, on a scale of one to 10 or zero to 10. And they'd be like, okay, after the track is done, they'll be like, okay, rate it again on a scale of zero to 10. And I think I was like expecting some giant shift then. And there is some, but it really comes like the next day to me. And you're like, huh, I didn't think about that anymore. Like, yeah. And I love that you said that. Well, I was just going to say, and also it doesn't have to be some crazy traumatic event. Remember Chelsea, like we've uncovered my frustration with exercise, if I don't have the form just right or whatever, like I get Mm -hmm. super pissed off. Like I'm talking pissed. And if you know me, like I don't get mad. Like I really don't. And I I get so angry if I can't get the form right. And I like, don't understand what the instructor's telling me to do. I'm like, I don't (gasps) like, and I shut down. I shut down. I'm done. Yes. And it keeps me from exercising. Like I should And so we like tracked it back to like when I was like two years old, we still literally have it on camera. That's why I know this is like a core memory because I have it. My mom has it. We had one of those giant camcorders, you know, I'm trying to learn how to hop on one foot and I can't do it. And my brother's teasing me and I like throw a fit and everybody's laughing at me because I can't hop on one foot. And it's so funny because it's not really like a trauma into what you think of as but for your two-year-old brain, that was traumatic. You're right. trying to learn something new. Your friends and family are laughing at you. You're perceiving that, oh my God, the family is going to shun me because I can't hop on one foot. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Literally. I mean, this is a real, this is I a know. real thing. And it's, it's funny. Like I laugh only because it's like, I think we hear the word trauma and we think like, oh, I'm, 
I saw my dog get hit by a car, which yes, that yes. is trauma too, but it doesn't have to be that deep. Like, right. You know, we even tracked, remember that back to like with my troubles with acne, like we tracked back to like me cutting my bangs way too short and being really embarrassed about yes. my haircut and like feeling yes. like I didn't want to go to school, you know? Yep. It's just like, it's, it's, all, really it's, cool. it's wild. So let's wrap it up. I'm like, how can people get access to this, this therapy? Like, what do we do? Yeah. I think you always say like, you have a fit, like you sit in the trunk, like, yeah, you have, and it can be something you do proactively. It doesn't have to yes. be like, it could be like, I or, know I'm going to feel this way. If I get yes. a mean comment, if you want to like dive deep into the nitty gritty of this, go listen to my free mastermind. I've got it linked. It's like masterclass. a whole nother hour on the science of all of this Yeah, it is a, sorry. Masterclass. It's a free masterclass linked on my bio on your gutsy gal, Instagram. We'll link it I in the show really, notes. Yeah. I really dive deep into all of like how it works and how you do it, but you know, go to Orpheus mind tech, Get the app. Use my discount code Orpheus Chelsea. Again, that's not an affiliate link. It's just to give you a discounted first month so you can try it out and start with like a recent trigger. So for example, if you're working through this fear of showing up on camera, start with that. So what I would recommend is you want to feel the feelings. You're going to have to bring it up, right? Say you're going to create, the next time you go to create something and you feel resistant to it, hit play on the track and have a fit about being on camera while listening to the track. What does that mean? Feel fearful, frustrated, whatever emotions that you're feeling, like the layers of emotions, it's important to pinpoint an emotion. Okay, so if you're resistant to showing up on camera on Instagram, what's actually the emotion underneath it? Fear that people have negative comments, uh, embarrassment, you know, whatever it may be that that emotion underneath, feel that feeling in your body and hit play for 12 minutes and do as you're instructed. And then you'll just notice, notice the memories that pop up, the thoughts that pop up, take a few minutes to jot them down. And if you want more coaching on it, let me help you. Like come into my membership for 50 bucks a month. But ultimately, like you can do this work with this app. You could literally work through this fear of showing up on camera on your own. Now you may hit a, 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 you know, a block where you're like, okay, I've kind of gotten over the fear of showing up on camera, but this is the next layer of my growth that I'm still trying to work on. And I can't quite figure out how to get through this next roadblock. Again, it's subconscious. I think this is part of like God's gift that has imposed on me as a coach. Like it's a lot easier for me to see your process from the outside than it is for yes. you to see your own subconscious mind. Like if we hop on mm -hmm. a call, Molly, how many times has it been within 10 minutes? I'm like, Oh, but wait, have you, considered this or I'm hearing you say this and you're like oh my god I didn't even realize that that's I'll, what I was I'll be saying. like oh that just popped up like <laughs> I didn't even remember that yeah yeah and we'll link to like if you're not ready to like jump into a commitment like Chelsea's got health agency which I love because that also combines like the clinical like yeah she's got a registered dietitian on staff you can do a GI map test like I'm working through an H pylori protocol right now so if you don't want to like commit to that like I would I mean even just you, I mean, I've known you for years and I still pay you for your one-on-one -on -one time, like your one-on-one -on -one yeah. calls, because I feel like, like I stopped, not that I'm telling people to stop going to therapy. I, but I did only because I felt like I could accomplish so much more in one session with you than I could in like three months of therapy. Well, and there's a reason for that. And I even talk about this in my masterclass, right? This is wonderful work to do alongside therapy if you're brand new to therapy. But if you've been in therapy for 20 plus years and you feel like you're just telling the story, telling the story, telling the story, that's because cognitive behavioral therapy is very forebrain 
activated. You're in your logical brain telling the story about what you perceived happened and the emotions that you feel about it, but you're not able to really like bust through the, you know, the subconscious reaction. You're still like, even though we know better, know better, it's this, it's the perfect example of a stranger on the internet said something nasty to me. I know better. I know I shouldn't care quote unquote, but I'm still having this emotional response. That's where the subconscious therapy is going to be life-changing because now on a nervous system level, we're breaking the neuroplastic wires that have fired together in your brain for years and years and years. And we're creating new neuroplastic wires in your brain. Neuroplasticity is showing us, right? Neurons that fire together, wire together. We're breaking those old wires that say on a subconscious level, when I'm triggered, this is how I should respond. Heart increase, you know, stomach drop, sweaty pits, freaking out versus I know better. And now my nervous system is on board as well. My nervous system now knows better. My subconscious mind understands that this is not a real threat. Now I can tell the story without my chest flushing, without my armpits sweating and without (sighs) going into like a total tizzy about the house being a mess or about a nasty comment on Instagram. I love it. Chelsea. Where's the best place to connect with you? Your Gutsy Gal on Your Instagram? Gutsy Gal on Instagram. And in my bio, I've linked my free masterclass. I've got my membership for 50 bucks a month. And then, of course, if you want to deep dive into mindset and gut health, join us at the Gut Health Agency. That's our High Touch Point one-on-one program. Yep. And Chelsea's going to come do a class. We haven't worked out all the details of that yet. Maybe by the time this goes live, we'll have that. But she's going to come do a class for my people as well. Yes. I can't wait to do that. It's going to be amazing. Thanks, Chelsea. Molly. This was awesome. I love you. Thank you I so much you. for spending uh, two hours of your day with me. It's my favorite <laughs> thing to do. We would have done this anyway, so we might as well put it to good use and share it right? with the world. <laughs> right. This has been our, it's like our boxer conversation on in podcast form. It is. Okay. Thank it you is. so much, Shels. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified. This podcast is brought to you by my marketing roadmap, which is a five episode private audio training. That's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. So If you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. I'm really proud of this training. And I know personally, I've bought $27, $37, $17 products before and felt like I really didn't get that much out of it. I guarantee you, you will learn something from this five episode private audio feed. So again, it's just mollycahill.com slash private training. And it'll also be linked below in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. 
So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.